The DIY series was created to give creators of all kinds a platform to speak about their independent creating processes. The world of creating and being an independent artist has changed a lot in the last few years, and so I thought it'd be nice to have guests on to talk about their stories and share what they think of the DIY scene, their own personal journeys in the DIY scene, and give some advice to people who are joining the scene so in today's episode, I got to talk to Reese Morin. Reese was super cool. Reese is a bass player. He's played in a few bands. He's done YouTube things. He's just a creator all around. And he was cool. He was chill to talk to. I really love the things that Reese had to say. Our conversation was really fun to listen back to. So I hope you enjoy Reese's advice and words of wisdom. And thank you for tuning in. This is the DIY segment with Reese Morin. I'm DJ Sight. And you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast. Let's get psyched about music. I'm DJ Psyched. This is the Get Psyched Podcast. And today we're doing another episode of the DIY series. It's been a while since I've had an artist on this series. So thank you for joining me, Reese. Reese Morin here. I'm just going to start with the obvious. Can you introduce yourself and just tell me a bit about yourself, who you are, what you do? Oh, uh, yeah. So... As stated, I'm Reese Morin, a San Diego resident. I'm a bass player, YouTube cover maker, songwriter, master burrito roller. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I just, I feel like that's a pretty good intro to me. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, and I wanted to bring you up here on the DIY series because I've been watching your YouTube channel for quite a while, like we were just talking about. And I saw that you were a kid in his room covering bass songs. And from what I saw from following you on Instagram, I think you've definitely come a long way in like from starting in your room, doing covers, to, you know, playing with your bands and stuff. Can you explain a bit about like, I guess, how you got into music and how you like chose bass and how that kind of went for you? Yeah. Um, so when it comes to like getting into music, my biggest I guess inspiration would always go to my oldest brother because living with him he was always like a really good guitar player played trumpet in all of high school and was like lead trumpet his like sophomore year of high school and like their top band he was just phenomenal so I always wanted to do something like that so I forced my mom to give me music lessons and originally I was always like I want to play violin I don't know why. I just thought it was like super cool. I liked the concept, but she had this rule that you have to start out on piano. So I did learned how to do that. And then I kind of stopped. And from there I went to playing trumpet in uh, like fifth grade (laughs) and did that, picked up a guitar in like seventh grade just because I saw an ad for this game called Rocksmith. And I was like, yo, that looks so sick. And like, I can learn how to play guitar. And so I started learning how to play guitar from that game. So from there, you know, I was trying to start a a crappy band with my friends as most people do when they pick up a guitar. And this is like middle school. So when you're in middle school, no one wants to play bass because it's not cool. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to like hit up every relative and stuff that I have trying to make some money and I had this base picked out it was like a hundred bucks and I'm gonna buy it and I'll just see how it goes so once I did that and I started playing it I was like oh I can do this and I can do it a lot better than I can guitar (laughs) just 
I have big hands and stuff. Guitar just wasn't <laughs> really my forte. So yeah, after that, man, I was playing in the jazz band. I got bass lessons and I just kind of connected it with, with it on a, like a different level. And I believe YouTube videos came after I was in my first band, which was a metal band. We were playing all the classics of Avenged Sevenfold on repeat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I always kind of had a fascination with covers, though, on YouTube, because, you know, I feel like in the world of covers, there's two different sides of it, because you have the people like, I believe her name might be like Julia Plays Groove or something like that, where she takes the song and she keeps that original idea of the baseline, but she's not afraid to go on a tangent with it and like add her own flair, add her own style to it. But there's also the world where I feel like I try to fit more into where it's like, I'm going to show you note for note what's going on. And part of me is like, let's just show you the cool baseline of the song, but it's also you know, one thing that was a side effect that I didn't realize when I was doing it is people look at these covers to learn how to play songs. So when you do it like that, like one of my videos, once a month, I get a comment asking for the tabs because it's not out there. And I guess I got it decent enough. So it's like, it's just an interesting thing in that regard. And, you know, I've just kind of grown musically from there, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. That is so cool. I, I love Rocksmith too. I had that game. <laughs> Dude, that game, I, I have it. I had it on PlayStation 3 and then I got the PlayStation 4 and I literally purchased it again just because I was like, I want to see if it still holds up and it does. <laughs> it does. It's Yeah, I still play that game a lot. But that's <laughs> awesome Like that you started that way. So it's like music like big in your family? Like do most people in your family play music or is it just kind of like your sibling? I mean... <laughs> My brother, my oldest brother kind of started it and then I continued. And then now my two younger ones have learned music. But before that, it was like the most we had was my mom was in like choir in high school. So I guess my brother sort of started the whole trend of musicians actively yeah. doing music in the family. That's cool. So I'm just curious, like, because you said you started in, like, metal. And something I've noticed a lot about you is that whenever, like, you do, like, covers or even, like, the kind of music that you get involved in and stuff from I've seen from your Instagram is that you have an incredibly diverse taste in music. But where did <laughs> that you. come from? Like, how did you kind of, I don't know, like, have you always just loved all kinds of music? Or is it, like, through playing that you've learned to enjoy other styles? Um, I think it's sort of a combo because in... My dad was always like typical dad. He wanted to listen to like Billy Joel and country, which for me, it was like, whatever. And my mom was like super top 40. And my stepdad was super into like Iron Maiden stuff. So I kind of always had like at least a little bit of diversity in what I listened to because you have to ride in the car with your parents. You have to listen to what they want to listen to until one day you take control of that ox. <laughs> but yeah. once I started playing, um, at least like in guitar, my first like thing that was mine, so to say, was really enjoying like Blink-182 and the pop punk scene, which is where I owe all my musical, um, I don't know, everything like that. I started because on Rocksmith, 
I've played all the small things. And I was like, I can play the shit out of this song. And I just kept learning Blink-182 songs. And then when I got to bass, it was like Red Hot Chili Peppers for obvious reasons. Um, so I think, you know, the background for wanting diversity in music for what I listened to was always there. But once I started playing and understanding music more, I was able to appreciate more so what was going on in the music. And I guess sort of ignore the genre because it's like, if I'm listening to some periphery song, like I, I posted Prayer Position, which I think is a banging song, I can appreciate the same level of music uh, technicality and thought that goes into it as when I go and listen to Snarky Puppies We Like It Here album, just because you know, even though the styles are vastly different, the the amount of thought and the amount of care that goes into it in my world is the same. And I just like to see what what goes into that and how I can learn from those. That's really cool. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I like that. So would you say, because I think this is something that's kind of neat about like doing music, especially like as someone who who kind of followed in your footsteps and tried to do the uh-huh. whole cover thing, because that's that's yeah. how I that's how I first like ever found you online was that I was really into like Blink-182 and Green Day and I remember you used to post a lot of covers like that and yeah, I, I would you. watch yours because I wanted to I was trying to learn the same songs like exactly like you said I was one of those people who was sitting there like I wonder how he learned how to play this if I could play it from his cover and yeah I think um what's really neat about that like in playing in cover bands and doing covers is that when I first started playing I think I went at like playing in my room alone for like years like like it was like four or five years of just playing on my own and yeah. I felt like the first few years obviously you progress really fast you you know mm-hmm. you're getting your hand motions down you're, you're learning chords you're like really getting oh, in yeah. tune with your instrument but I feel like when you start recording yourself or start playing with others the amount of growth you get as an artist is just way faster like it's so much faster when you're doing it that way did you feel like that yeah um I mean at least for how I sort of went musically in my head, I think about what bass I used as my main bass <laughs> for like my eras. Um, so I started with this red bass and I, that was, that was my point where I was sitting in my room like all day, every day, just like grinding out. How do I slap? How do I do everything? And then I got this uh, Squire jazz bass and from like, that's what you see on, my early videos, that's what I was using in my early bands. So, you know, luckily I was still very much so in that learning phase. So I was sort of learning while I was covering these songs. And I remember like in the moment I'd like be listening to like the cover and I'd be like, oh, that sounds so good. But then like I went back and watched some of my really old ones like the other day, I think when we were talking about doing this, And I was like, oh my God, like the timing is so off. Like, how did I not hear it? But it goes to show the like musical growth that comes went just with listening and stuff like that. But yeah, I think, you know, you can be a good musician alone, but you don't know how bad you really are until you record yourself and listen back to it. (laughs) Oh, I, I completely agree with that. I think what's also (laughs) really funny though, and what's, what's amazing about, getting so deep in music the way that like you say like now that when you start playing more like okay first of all you are way more advanced in music than I am I know that and I think it's awesome (laughs) like your musical year is probably way beyond mine 
but there's still that barrier between someone who just like kind of listens to music and like they they appreciate yeah. music but they don't they haven't played it so they don't appreciate it in that way i think it's awesome yeah. whenever i post a cover and my friends are like that's really good but i'm like oh i just posted it because i was having fun that is not my that <laughs> i would yeah. not make this as representative of how i'm playing i think it's cool that for the most part even if it's not perfect you can get away with most people they'll be so impressed <laughs> yeah that's like the weird thing about posting online that i've sort of had to come to terms with because you know like when you sit there and you record you want it to be like this perfect thing like no mistakes at all and then you like you're like ah and you're like ah oh, shit like, i gotta like restart the whole thing and i started doing a lot more instagram videos and with that it like i'd make like a tiny mistake and i'd be like you know what i know because i know but everyone listening won't know and it rains true just because like if i if you go back in like a few days and you're like you like try to listen for that part that like in your head kind of completely ruined it you won't even tell because you're just not in that same mindset so yeah i think it's just interesting how for us listening back to something is terrible but other people it's like whoa like you're you're amazing yeah that's a really good point you bring because like i think that's true for anything like if you're creating something like while you're in it you're just like in such a perfectionist mentality like mm -hmm. i far too often will make something and i'm like this sounds terrible i'm not i'm just gonna scratch it and i recently have been like going back and looking at old projects, old mm -hmm. songs and stuff. And I'm like, this is not that bad. Like I would like, you're, yeah. your, you're your own biggest critic while you're doing something, but yeah. it takes stepping back to really see what's going on. Yeah. That's the most important thing I believe. And so going off of like your first channel, you said like you started the channel after you'd already joined a band kind of how, how is, cause I'm just really curious. Like how is, how has your journey been as like, how do you, how do you meet other musicians? How have you moved? through these phases of like playing with different groups and doing different things yeah um well i guess to go with like my first band i kind of just knew the guys from school they were all a grade above me i guess i knew one of the guys and he was like hey come jam with us and i was like all right so i did that and i did it for like two years i believe and that was going super well and then over time we never officially like called it quits but practices just kind of stopped happening. And this was like around 2015, I believe, something like that. <laughs> practices just kind of stopped happening. And it was like, all right, well, um, I guess I'm just going back to like sitting in my bedroom. <laughs> Honestly, for most of it, like after that, I joined Somewhat Ace, which was like the pop punk band for me. And I got that, I believe, just through an Instagram message. Like they were like, hey, you play bass do you want to play with us? And I was like, sure. And that was going, that, was, that went super well. You know, it just, in the end, wasn't my fit. But I think through most of it, it's just, you know, talking to people, following those people that are in your scene. Like, I'm not the biggest person to sit and stay after my set because half the time I'm super tired. I know it's not the greatest <laughs> thing, but even just like following the bands, get that follow back, whatever. And you're at least on that person's radar a little more. And that's just kind of how I've operated through it all. You know, get get in with some people. Get in with people who play the same instrument as you. Because then, oh, I can't do this gig. Can you cover me? You know, and that goes both ways. You give them a gig, they'll give you a gig. And it kind of goes back and forth like that. And 
I guess for me, that's really all it was, was just knowing people. And I don't know, the scene's weird. You got to play more shows to get more in, but to get in, I don't know. You have to do one to get the other, but the other requires, I don't know. I can't think right now, but I think the point comes across. No, it definitely does. It's kind of like when, when jobs say like, you need, you need experience to get in, but it's like, you exactly. have to find that one job that's willing to take you without experience so you can have that experience. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah. that's just kind of how it's been, at least for me. I think that that transitions kind of perfectly into what I try to talk about with a lot of people in this segment. Cause I mm-hmm. do think that there is a scene and there is an art world. What do you think of like the DIY scene these days? Like how accessible in a way it is to start your own things or to like put yourself out there? Like what, what are your thoughts on, I don't know, how you started and how a lot of people start that way? Um, I mean, I think personally, it's super great that you can literally be, I mean, just to use me, it's like, to, you could, I was sitting in my house in some small commuter city in California, and I was doing this, and suddenly, I had people reaching out to me from not even just like America, but like from throughout the world, just like, you know, you get those comments, like, greetings from wherever, and it's like, whoa, and suddenly, now we have this whole thing that the world hasn't seen before, you know, these times where the whole world is so interconnected, and anyone can do anything with this power which can be good or bad, but I think for like the DIY scene and people who just want to share their art, I think it's just so powerful. And, you know, it's definitely difficult because as more time comes on, you know, getting started in like 2006 on YouTube, you instantly had an edge, you know, there were just far less people to compete with. But now, you know, you not only have like a YouTube fan base, you have to have like a TikTok fan base, Instagram, Twitter, you know, you have to sort of find your niche and do that which can be hard but I think as long as people stick to whatever they want to do and just keep that passion alive like if you like it odds are other people like it how big that other person market is it depends on what it is but you know I think it's a great thing that people just have that sort of interconnectivity where you're not so much limited by where you are but you can really just expand. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's, yeah, I feel this, I feel the same way. I think it's really cool that no matter where you are, because like you said, and like we've already talked about, it's, it's like mm-hmm. the DIY scene, it can be a little bit loopy in the fact that like to get into your local scene, you kind of have to get in somewhere and then you have to keep, and it's kind of yeah. hard to get in there initially, but I think uh, a lot of people get kind of an advantage or it's it's kind of like a privilege to us these days that we can, literally sit at home and just start something like nothing is if you have the means to get online then you can post that first video or you can make that first declaration to do something you could literally just like i mean this is obviously a bit more on the expensive side but it's like if you own a (laughs) mac and a guitar or something you could literally sit there and write a whole album by yourself with like the live drummer and yeah. the built-in keys not you don't even have to own a keyboard you could just use your keyboard on your freaking computer like i think the fact that we have technology and then once you're done with it and you're like this is the shit you just push mm-hmm. send and bam you're on spotify youtube soundcloud wherever you want to send it you know <laughs> like that's just freaking amazing <laughs> that is awesome 
And I think it's cool too, because like, at least for me in the way I see it, and I kind of want to see what you think about it. Cause I talk to, mm-hmm. I, I like to ask this to anyone I know, cause I'm just curious what people's thoughts are. Cause I think one thing that really makes doing this kind of work, like what makes it so cool is like your idea of what you want from it. Like you don't have to have some crazy insane goal of like having a bunch of people like what you do mm-hmm. or having like, or making it your living. Like I sure am not making a living off of this at all, but it's like one of those things where if you know why you're doing it, if you know the purpose, if you're enjoying it, Mm -hmm. that kind of makes it all worthwhile. What do you think, like, what is your idea of like making it? Like if you can start from your bedroom, what what do you think as far as like, what do you think it means to make it? Um, I think for me, like the answer has changed a lot over time because when I first started making it was like, I want to, headline a stadium tour no other answer like that was that was it I want to do something like that and like do it constantly I want to be like the next red hot chili peppers and then it just kind of became like yeah I mean I just kind of want to like if I could just tour and make enough to survive that's cool with me but I think even now um I I think making it would honestly just kind of put me at a place where it's like I put out music or content of any form that I like and I think that's really it as long as I just kind of do what I like and I'm still happy doing it for me that would be making it you know obviously I'd want to be able to have a place to sleep at night and be able to afford food but even like I don't know if that doesn't come strictly from artistry and music for me but I'm just doing it because I like to I'd still be fine with that I get more pleasure now when like I put out a solo bass song and I had people messaging me and like commenting on my posts like yo this is like so sick and it was like that meant more than anything to me more than any musical project stuff like that just because I took this time to write something alone so I feel like it was way more me than any song I've ever been on and just seeing that people like it and that I like it too that for me like was a glimpse of like yeah this is this is all you really want I guess yeah I completely agree with that and that's why I like to ask people what they think of of making it because I think yeah everyone's views change on it I think yeah I still like regularly kind of have to remind myself what I want from something because I have this problem where I love a lot of things so much that I would love to just take them and roll with them but I have not, I have yet to commit myself to something, but I agree completely that I like, as long as I wake up every morning and I'm like, what I did today, it felt good. It, to me, I put in all I could and I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think that's like everything. Yeah. And it's like, as simple as something like that sounds, it's crazy to think that like some days you're just like, you know what? Wasn't my day. <laughs> yeah. Even with a goal, just as simple as that, like just enjoy what you do in your time. Exactly. So. I think it means a lot when you actually do have those days where you're like, that was amazing. Yeah. You talked about how like you have like played other instruments before and how you do like, I'm sure like, even though like, and I totally agree that it's all about just enjoying what you want to do. I think it is always fun to have kind of like in, in your mind that like, I just want to keep doing it, doing it with more people. And if, you know, I do get somewhere one day where I can do this more, that would still be awesome. That would still Mm -hmm. be, that would be making it its own right. It's not necessarily yeah. the goal, but that would be kind of neat. Do you have like, yeah, of course. as far as your future, like uh, in creating and stuff, are there like things you want to try out, things that you want to do, like maybe explore other instruments or make something like a, like a solo project? Do you have any goals like that, aspirations? 
I mean, a solo project has been on the mind recently for like maybe like six months to a year of just sitting down and like trying to write this whole album. And it's gone through like a few iterations in my head of what that would be. Part of me just wants to do like a full acoustic sort of folky vibe. And part of me wants to sit down and create like, I don't know, like a twin fantasy sort of album. But I don't know. I I don't have any plans of like, I, I feel like all the instruments I know right now, I'm content with. And I don't have plans on like picking up new ones. <laughs> uh, I, I just personally feel I still have a lot of growing like on bass and guitar especially. So I think if anything, like it'd be doing maybe a solo bass album or a solo album of any style and just kind of seeing where that goes. But, you know, I'm honestly pretty stoked. I mean, I'm working the tones, the reggae band I'm in, we're getting ready to record our debut album. We haven't, they have an EP out, but we're getting ready to actually do an actual album. So on the, right now, like that's, that's on the mind and just trying to make sure everything's ready for that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like Thank I, I did you. see, I saw that uh, the group that you're, you're with now, they did have an, uh, an EP and that's cool. I'm excited to hear what you all put out. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're going to be recording it with like the people who recorded Sublime self-titled album. So it should be like phenomenal in terms of how it sounds. I mean, I like the music. I think it's fun, but we'll see what uh, everyone else thinks. But down here, it seems like pretty, people are pretty hyped on us. We've been doing a lot of live streams and a lot of just reggae events and it's been a really good time. That's awesome. One more <laughs> thing I wanted to ask about real quick was just like, yeah. Because we did talk about it a little bit, doing art and all that, because you love it. That is very cool. How do you feel about balancing that with like having to also, you know, do normal adult responsibilities, like having to work and, and doing school and stuff too? Like, how do you balance your creative life and what you do with having to do all those other things too? Um, <laughs> I'm pretty bad at it. I'll start with that because I definitely have that sort of mentality, like, I've gone through phases where it's like, I have a job or I don't have a job. And they're two very different things for me, at least in how I operate. Because when I have a job, a day job, I should say, it's like, I really like to put in a lot of effort there and like try to be like the best person there and commit myself to working for this company. And with that, my artist side can get a little wonky. And I'll, I'll admit like there are sometimes days that go by where it's like I don't pick up an instrument just because I don't really have that motivation to sit down and like grind out a three-hour practice session like I used to but you know I think it all just comes down to when you sit down to do your artist creative side still having that passion when you sit down to do it because if you sit down and you're just like bleh about the whole mm -hmm. thing you're just going to be hating it the whole time and i think that's how you just kind of get yourself burnt out so i think for me it's just kind of been knowing when i want to play and when i don't if i sit down and i try to play something it's like and i'm just really not feeling it i just accept that and like set the bass down come back to it later and if i play it and i'm like oh this is the greatest thing ever i'll gladly spend a couple hours learning a song i just it it's just knowing, I guess, yourself in that regard. Yeah, that's a really great answer. And I think I can, I can definitely relate to what you're saying there too. 
with that because I, I I didn't realize I thought I was so in this mindset when I was in college that like once I graduate I'm just gonna have all this time and energy to put into mm-hmm. my creative world and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do all the things that I've been planning over the last few years and yeah. once I started applying to jobs and working and doing adult things like paying bills and stuff, I realized that there's never going to be just a time in life where you just sit down and it's like, okay, now I can do my projects. Yeah. Like, like now I can just spend months doing it. It's just not realistic. I feel, I feel you on that whole, like some days I just don't do anything for the creative world. Like some days I'm just mostly just living like a person. I have to do my job. I have to clean my house. Like yeah, some days are just normal people days. And then some days it's time to do the work. And I think that's like normal and pretty healthy to like yeah. take the time to live as a person. I don't know if that made any sense, but to me, no. it makes a lot of sense. No, no, I completely understand what you're saying. And I think it's, I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Sometimes you just got to be a person <laughs> and let your creative side go and rest. <laughs> but I really, really like what you said about like when you do sit down and do it though, make sure you still, have it in you to remember that you enjoy doing that thing that you're doing and why you're doing it. I think that is what makes all the difference, you know, like when, instead of Mm -hmm. just like kind of letting life take over, is that reminding yourself sometimes that, okay, I have a minute now, let me go back to that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Just do it because you like it. I, (laughs) I, I don't know. Simple, but some people can get lost in it because, you know, you get so ingrained, at least with people I know, you know, they've been doing it for so long. And I know a lot of people who are like very, very advanced in the musical world. I know one person who we went to Berkeley together and he got so into like ear training and like understanding music and whatnot. When he drives, he won't listen because his brain can't stop analyzing what's going on and he hates it. And I just don't want to see, I guess, anyone go through something like that because obviously he got into getting into that level because he loved it but at this point it it harms him (laughs) I guess and that might be an over exaggeration but (laughs) you know I don't like to see people just get caught up in like the routine of it and feel like they have to do it because well it's the routine yeah that actually makes me want to ask you this one question I used to always say like oh I'd be making it if I could just make a living off of what I do but I've after many years of doing different things and enjoying mm-hmm. different things and working for different people that are are creative and stuff, I love doing creative work for other people. I love like getting paid to help other people with certain things or doing certain yeah. things. But I'm not sure anymore if at this point in my life, I would want any of my hobbies, like as far as music or writing, I don't know if I would want them to be my full-time job because to me, that just sounds like really like it would suck the joy out of it if like yeah if I can't just do it because I want to do it or if I can't just do something and make something how I want it like I don't know if I could ever have someone telling me how to do my thing or that you need to do it by this point to make this yeah. money what do you think about that do you think that there's like it just depends like would you want to make money off of everything you do or do you like that it's just completely up to you all the time this is something that personally I've been like struggling with, I think over these past while, I couldn't even put a date on it. It's just like, for me at least, I've sort of gone through this mentality of, um, well, do I want to do music as my career, so to say, because I am going to school for marketing and it's like, I could viably find something that could support me and do it pretty well. I think 
that as long as throughout the process, I enjoy it. And as long as I know when to stop, if I'm sitting there and, you know, things are going well musically, things are happening and I'm enjoying it, then that's cool. And I'd be happy to keep doing it. But if I'm sitting there and enough time has passed to know it's not just like a seasonal thing or, you know, I, my own mindset for a certain little bit of time to know that like, I'm just not happy doing it. As long as I know when to stop and take a step back and relive some life for me, then I think I'd be content with creating art and creating music as long as I can just keep a balance in my own life. I think that's a really good answer. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's a hard thing. And I think it's something that every artist has to think about at some point is, do you really want this to be your job? Because if you do, it's no longer sitting here in your room and doing this, like, you're going to have people with deadlines and doing whatever. And it's how much do you want to deal with that? And how much of that can you put up with? Yeah. And still enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And I think honestly, just having that awareness and like knowing that before you go into it kind of gives you that advantage, you know, when you're in it, you're kind of already expecting to have to take those moments to really reflect every now and again to make sure you're still with it. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. That's why Wolfpack is a cool band <laughs> because they don't have people telling them, I guess, what to do. And there's a big advantage to that indie side. Kind of rephrase, I guess, what I said a little bit. There is with the DIY scene that we've been talking about and everything's been coming out, the emergence of the indie scene, not like indie music that has its own genre for some reason, (laughs) but the whole indie scene where, you know, you can essentially be a band that tours and does big shows without ever having that like record label, that management telling you what to do. And I think that with the times, that's extremely, extremely valuable. And something that I think given more time to fully develop, because I mean, this whole thing is still relatively new in terms of the music industry and being able to operate without anyone's help, just by growing your own fan base and whatnot. So I think given time, that'll almost become a lot more normal and it'll change how musicians operate on their own. All right. That's awesome. You just, yeah, you answered my last question right there. I was going to ask, what do you think of the future of the DIY scene? But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think that's about it. I think it's just going to be changing. And I think we're going to see a lot more people being able to live a fully operational life without having to sign their soul away. And they can do it on their terms and not have to worry about deadlines and people coming down their throats. Just just the fans coming down your throats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you willing to be on today and talking. It was really nice talking to you. I liked hearing a lot of what you had to say. Thank you very much for having me. I, I enjoyed having this conversation. I look forward to watching more of what you do and hearing other people's input on the world and music and art. <laughs> Thanks. Do you have any last words you want to say for anyone listening? Maybe advice you want to give to someone who's starting in the music scene or just just something you can literally say whatever you want here. Well, um, I'll go with the advice category for $500. I think to anyone who's starting out in music or any art of any form, to kind of wrap up just everything I've said, I think don't be afraid to take a step back 
don't be afraid to find inspiration in other art, whether that be musician looking at a painting and being like, I'm going to make an album about this painting or whatever, or even just with different genres, like I was talking about earlier, inspiration and admiration can come from a lot of places. So just try to keep that mentality and keep an open head and just don't be afraid to one day be like, you know what, I'm going to take this day off. Keep your mental health clean because if your mental health isn't there, your music or your art is going to suffer. So I think that's the most important thing. Keep finding inspiration and keep your mental health good. Don't be afraid to talk. Awesome. Thank you for that piece of advice. So that was <laughs> that was our talk together. If you listened to this whole podcast, thank you for listening. And until thank next you. time, stay psyched. Psych. <laughs>